Hey, Prime members, you can listen to Money Watch ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the app today. Your last day of vacation and you found time for a deep tissue massage followed by a long mud bath then a two-hour nap. Because you're an American Express Platinum Guard member and booked your stay at a fine hotel and resort through Amex Travel, which means a 4 p.m. checkout. And those relaxing vacation vibes can keep going at the airport in the Centurion Lounge. Just a splash. Before you board the plane back to reality. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your travel experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. This episode is brought to you in part by Audible, your go-to destination for thrilling audio entertainment. Whether you're looking for a hair-raising experience to enjoy while you're on the move or eager to dive into sinister and shocking tales, Audible has an exclusive collection of thrillers from best-selling authors that will keep you on the edge of your seat. Like The Guest List by Lucy Foley. Experience stories like never before, where every chilling detail is brought to life by captivating sound design. Plus, as an Audible member, choose one title a month to make yours forever. And now, new members can try Audible free for 30 days. Just visit audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. That's audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. Welcome to the Eye on Money show. It is Thursday, March 24th, and we are here to take the mystery out of your financial life. We is me and my executive producer and partner in crime, Mark Talercio. Hi, Mark. How are you this morning? Bonjour. I'm good. How are you? You're just going to do it every single day. You're going to do a different accent and a different, it just sort of lets you express yourself in a way that English doesn't allow, right? We oui. Okay. Merci. Anyway, we are here to take the mystery out of your financial life. The way we do that is we encourage you to go to our website. That website is jillonmoney.com. And there you can see in the top right-hand corner, there is a little button and it says, contact us. When you click it, you send us your question. And at the end of the form, what it asks you is, would you be willing to come on the program? And today we are joined by Michelle. She's on the line from Cleveland. Hi, Michelle. How are you? What can we do for you? Hi, Jill. Thank you so much for taking my call. Um, sure. So I have a question about a Roth. So um, I've heard, you know, several of your podcasts, and I know that Mark's a big fan of the 401k, the Roth 401k. Um, I'm just a little reluctant to do it um, because of our tax bracket that we're in. My understanding of it is that, you know, I should be looking at what's my tax bracket going to be when we retire. And so right now, we are probably, I think we're going to go into the 35% tax bracket, my husband and I. Hold on a second. How much yeah. do you guys make? Together, it's about 465 And so, and that's relatively new for us, I would say within the last year or two. Okay, congratulations. That's a chunk of moolah. So good. Let's go and do a few bits of, of information. So how old are you and your husband? So I'm 42 and he's 48. And you guys are both working. Do you have children? We do, yes. How old? 10, 9, and 6. Hello, busy woman. (laughs) Um, Okay. 
right now you're both using traditional retirement accounts? Yes, we are. How much money is in each of those retirement accounts and are you contributing the max? So we are contributing the max. In my current 401k, I have about 50,000. Mm-hmm. Um, my husband's current 401k is about 40,000, but then my husband has a rollover IRA that's rated about 680,000. I have a rollover IRA traditional that's 215. My husband also has a Roth IRA that's 55,000. And then he has an old 401k that he hasn't rolled over yet that he needs to, and that's at 45,000. Okay, that's great. That's all really good. That's the, the good chunk of money that you've socked away so far. So well done. Yeah. And uh, let's talk a little bit about any brokerage account, any money in non-retirement um, assets. Yeah, so we have um, a Vanguard brokerage account. There's about 145000 in that. Honestly, I'm putting a lot in it, every, about 8000 a month. I'm trying to put in that every month. And then we have about 110000 in cash. We have probably like... 35000 in just like company stock. And how about um, any money set aside for the kids' 529 plans? Yes, I've got about 60000 total between the three of them. But I'm, I'm starting to bump that up because I realize we're probably a little bit underfunded if I don't start contributing more. Especially when 10 and 9 are in college at the same time. <laughs> exactly, right. <laughs> okay. How about a house? Do you own a home? We do, yeah. We ha- our home is worth. It's probably uh, about six twenty five, um, and we owe two ninety on it. The interest rate's low; it's like two percent, but it is on a fifteen year. We just refinanced it. Mark, everyone wants to refinance to a fifteen year. I really am. I, I can't do anything about it. It's all done. I know. Um, it was before I found you, and I was like, it's funny because I was actually going to start trying to pay off the mortgage really. No, I know. my God, we got to put money in your 529 account for God's sakes. No, so I stopped that. I'm, I'm off that train. So Does Ohio offer any um, benefit for using a 529 plan in terms of like state yeah. income tax deduction? Yeah, I think we get 4,000 per child. I don't know if it's a credit or a deduction, but it's it helps. Mark, what do you think? I mean, look, they're in a high tax bracket. Now, listen, with your deduction, even if you were, by the way, even if you were just taking a standard deduction at this point, your top bracket really isn't going to be 35. My guess is you're really, your top bracket's probably 32. Mark, do you want to make a pitch for, for Roth and see if you can convince Michelle and her husband to do something different? You know me, it's a no-brainer for me. I would do Roth right now going forward. First of all, you guys already have a lot of pre-tax money. I mean, what's the total there, Joe? A million bucks or so? More than yep. that? Yep. Yeah, 680, 8, 9, 950, and uh, yeah, uh, just over a million, like 1,050,000. Yeah, you have a lot of pre-tax money. I would do the Roth now, lock in your future tax rate. You're going to have a lot of income when you are eventually retired based on your current numbers and what you're earning. It's a, it's a no-brainer to me. I wouldn't even think twice. So here's the deal, Michelle. I mean, the, what Mark is saying is, I think is important to just point out. Now, I'm not saying you're going to do it all in one fell swoop. He's suggesting this. However, the idea would be that you know, when you guys are forced to start taking money out of your accounts, that you could potentially be in a place where your your required minimum distributions push you into a higher tax bracket. 
So I think it is worth at least considering. Do you have a Roth option through your current employers? Yes, we both do. I'll give you a little, maybe a, a, maybe a splitting the difference. First of all, I think you need to put more money into your 529 plans. So I think I would probably do that instead of the brokerage. Just try to put more money away because you're going to have you're going to have real expenses for these kids. And then the other thing is if you don't want to do both of you do Roth, then what about if one of you were to do Roth? You know, you're saving a lot of money. I think we just have to change the allocation of the savings so that it's great to be brokerage, but you know, frankly, if you put some money in in the 529 plan, some money in the brokerage, you're going to shift to at least one of you doing a Roth. I think that you really in good shape. And obviously in two years, your husband gets to put more, even more money away into your retirement accounts, right? Because then he'll be over the age of 50 and he can put make that catch-up contribution. And I think you're really on track to kind of crank. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and Starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. You know, look, you're right. It is a bet on future tax brackets. We don't know what those are going to be, but we do know that because you have all this money that's already saved, where you're going to have, you know, you're going to end up having like three, four, five million dollars in pre-retirement assets, really just, you know, by the time you're 72 and I don't know what's going to happen to the tax code, but rates are pretty overall, they're pretty low right now. So if you're locked in at 32%, I don't know, you, you might be paying more than that later. You might be paying less, but you'll have some money that where it's not forced that you take it out. To me, that's almost like the bigger thing that you're not forced to take the money out with the required minimum distributions. So how do you feel about that? I think that makes sense. I guess I just, when I'm looking at it from a planning perspective, I'm always thinking we're saving so much that we're probably going to, I mean, I think, you know, what I've looked at, we could probably live on between 10 and 12,000 a month, like when we are retired. So I think I always look at it like, well, we're going to, we're going to withdraw so much less from our accounts, which would put us in a lower tax bracket. But I haven't really thought about the required minimum distributions. I don't really know a lot about that. So the way that that works is when you get to age 72, you are forced to take money out based on your life expectancy. Okay. There is a uniform lifetime table where you essentially, let, let me give you the example here. So this is pretending that it's today, right? If you're age 72 today, the government says that you have to take out, are you ready? 3.65% of your account balance. All right. So let's, Mark, run me a quick calculation. Like let's pretend it's today and there's $5 million in the account. What's 3.65% of $5 million since I just put my phone down to recharge? Uh, That is $182,000. All right. So think about this, Michelle, that's 180 grand right there. And then you would have social security on top of that. So that would be 210. So that's already you're in the 24% tax bracket as of today. Okay. Now it's not unlikely. I'm not saying it's a hundred percent, but it's not unlikely that there is no 24% tax bracket 
it's highly likely that in fact that there's instead of a 22 and a 24% that there's a 22, a 30, a 35 and a 40. And by the way, you then also have to pay a whole bunch of money for Medicare surcharge and all that stuff. And we don't know how that's going to change. As you get older, you have to take more and more out. So like at 72, your percentage of the account balance is 3.65%. By the time you're 80, it's about 5%. So just think about that. You're forced to take that money out no matter what. Now, again, you don't have to do it all, but Mark is correct in that it will be a chunk of money and the difference of knowing and not knowing is that you take a risk on where tax rates go. Uh, we don't know. Today, it would be a different bit of advice, but you know, in the future, I just don't know. Right. Okay. No, that makes sense. You know how you eliminate that? I just don't know. <laughs> you do Roth. <laughs> Yeah, but you know, she's right. She could be, she could, I mean, it is possible that Michelle and her husband, they have a whole bunch of money saved, but it could be that before required minimum distributions come in, that they start taking money out of these accounts and paying taxes and they slowly but surely before RMDs happen, that they try to manage it that way. That's a possibility. I don't want to, I don't want to make it sound like it's all or nothing. That's all. I, but it requires you to be way on top of this right. in the future. Okay. That makes sense. Can I ask you some other um, questions that always bother me, which are, you know, the old story, like, hey, how's the old estate planning? All set? I knew you were going to ask that. Um, so... We're starting on it. We had not done anything, um, which shame on us. But yes, we just started through. My husband has like a service through his work. Awesome. That's great. I actually, I think that that's, um, so I'm glad that people feel shame when they call and they know that they need to do that. So thank you for admitting it. And also I want to be clear that this is something for you that is a hundred million percent more important than Roth versus traditional worries. You know, it's so much more important. You got three little kids, dude. What are you thinking? I know. I know. I know. What about life insurance? Um, so I have a policy, um, it's 600,000. I probably not enough, not enough. enough. You need at least a million and probably, yeah, probably a million each. What do you think, Mark? Uh, at minimum. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Go to policy genius and go play with their calculators or just go to lifehappens.org or whatever, you know, get some insurance. It's cheap to get. You're young, you're healthy. Let's do it. Got it. I will do that. Yep. We're on it. I get some through my employer too. Um, and that's what my husband does. He buys through his employer. So, okay. Well, I mean, it's like I said, it's pretty cheap right now. So I wouldn't, I, I'd rather go and buy more than I need than less than I need. Right. Yep. Agreed. Okay. What else is on your mind? No, that was it. I just, I, I just was, uh, saw the tax bill this year and it was just depressing. And so I thought uh, I can't imagine paying more tax, but well, you, I'll tell you how you could pay more tax. Why don't you move to New York or California? We'd love to take your tax money and your money won't go as far. So you should be living like Kings and Queens in Cleveland, Ohio and enjoy it because it's a lot more expensive elsewhere. So you're lucky that you live in a place where you can sock away so much money. So good for you guys. You're in good shape. Get that estate planning done. Don't worry too much. You're not going to make a mistake, okay? All right. Thank you so much. That's it for the show. Another fine program. We do appreciate you listening. Um, We drop our episodes every Tuesday and Thursday here at Eye on Money. 
Mark Talercio, you just heard him. He is the co-host, the executive producer, and the webmaster. Check out our website, jillonmoney.com, bookmark it. Then whenever you have a financial question, you can just click on that website and pops up, boom, right there, form, ready to rock and roll. Uh, You can follow us wherever you find your favorite podcasts. And we've got lots of content that is constantly being updated on the website. So check that out. Also subscribe to our sister broadcast. It's called Jill on Money. We appreciate that you listen and we really, we really do. And we encourage you to put your hands metaphorically on someone's back. It really will make someone else feel better. It will make you feel better. Curiosity, compassion, community. That's our mantra here. And we're sticking to it. Thank you for listening. We'll talk to you next week. A lot of people spend a lot of money on things like skincare, fast fashion, and even surgery, all in the name of self-improvement. But as the price of perfection rises, when is it time to call it quits? I'm Rima Hreis, host of This Is Uncomfortable, a podcast from Marketplace. This season, we dig deep into the financial trappings of self-care and the real motivations behind our spending choices. Listen to This Is Uncomfortable wherever you get your podcasts.